0: And as I did that research, I learned that opening credit cards isn't going to destroy your credit. And all three of us have seen our credit scores have actually gone up since we've started travel hacking. So when you apply for a credit card, you're going to have a little ding on your credit report from, from that inquiry. But there's a lot of benefits that come with opening credit cards that make up for that small drop in your score.
1: Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. Today we have a trio of guests, yes, three guests, the women behind Travel Hacking Mom, Alex, Pam, and Jess. They've cracked the code on traveling the world using credit card points and miles. With experiences ranging from Hawaii to Paris, Greece to Mexico, and countless other beautiful destinations, Alex, Pam, and Jess have demonstrated how strategic financial choices can unlock a world of adventure. So whether you're a seasoned traveler or someone wanting to dip their toe into travel hacking, you're in for a treat. Welcome, Alex, Jess, and Pam, to the Inspire Budget podcast to talk all about travel hacking and being travel hacking moms. So, welcome, you guys.
2: Hey, Thank thanks. you so much for having
1: us. Yes. So, I want to hear from each of you really briefly what got you into travel hacking and how you discovered it. Yeah. So, I'll go first. I'm Alex.
0: And I started travel hacking probably about six, six and a half years ago. And I actually had a friend that was doing it. I didn't know that that, that's what she was doing when I saw her doing it. I was a little confused. And then I stumbled upon it online, took a deep dive into blog posts, Reddit, all of that, and really just fell in love with it because I wanted to travel and I couldn't afford
1: it. So I had found my answer. I love it. I feel like Traveling when you can't afford it, especially as a mom with kids, it's so expensive. Jess, what about you?
2: Yeah, so I started in 2015 and... Sort of a similar story to Alex. I had my daughter in 2013 and then I have three stepkids. So we're a blended family and traveling with six people, as you can imagine, is very expensive. I did not grow up traveling. I took my first flight when I was 18, but I always really wanted to travel and I wanted those experiences with my family. And so... I just started doing it out of necessity. You know, it was either start travel hacking, figure out a way to do this, or don't travel at all, or just stick to road trips close to home. And so I dipped my toes into it. I was really skeptical at first, dipped my toes in, and here I am eight years later, still addicted and still travel hacking. I love it. What about you, Pam? Pam? Well, I'm a
3: retired nurse and the joke in my family was that I, I mean, I love to travel. So I was always trying to earn extra money for travel. So I would say that I was going to book something and my husband would say, well, how are you going to pay for it? I go, oh, I'll work an extra shift. And so it just got to be a joke in my family that there's only so many days in a week to work those extra shifts to pay for tra- travel. And so Alex found out about travel hacking and I had been an extreme couponer, wrote for a very famous blog. And so I literally changed free toothpaste and free shampoo into nearly free travel. And it was the best thing I ever did. Wait, hold on. So you you changed what? Well, I used to as an extreme couponer, I was always using coupons for free toothpaste and free shampoo and saving money there that I could use on some of my travel. But when I found out about travel hacking, I was like, oh, we're gonna go big now because this was a huge difference in just saving, you know, pennies on the dollar. I could really save a lot. I don't
0: know if we mentioned it yet, but I'm Alex and Pam is my mom. So we're mother-daughter duo and then Jess is our friend that we met through travel hacking and social media and then asked her to join the team. So that's kind of the connection. Sometimes people think that Pam is both of our moms, which I'll take Jess as my sister any day, but she's <laughs> just a friend.
1: <laughs> I love it. I'm just curious. Have you guys ever travel hacked a trip together, the three of you? We have. We
3: have a annual trip that we try to do every year. We call it our Travel Hacking Mom Retreat. Last year, we went to Mexico. We went to the, what was it? The Andes Mayacoba? Yes, yeah, yeah. so we, went, we went there and we travel hacked to that. Alex and Jess are getting ready to do a trip without me because I already had a trip planned. And we have another one planned in Scottsdale for December. That's our second retreat because we have been together as a
1: threesome for a year. I love it. So Jess, I can relate a lot to your story where you said you grew up, you didn't take your first flight until you were 18. I think I was also 18. I flew in college to go visit one of my best friends who went to Harvard. And I always thought that the idea of travel felt so untouchable because of finances, because of my budget and my money or my lack of enough money. And so it sounds like you had the same type of situation because I we didn't travel growing up. So what are some of the first basic steps that you took whenever you first got started? And then I know, Alex, you said it was either Alex or Jess, one of you said that y'all started and it was you kind of dipped your toes into it because it can be really intimidating. So, Jess, can you kind of break down a couple of steps that you took to get started?
2: Yeah. So, I actually learned about travel hacking from one of my coworkers at the time. And she was telling me about it. I' noticed that she and her family she's married and has two kids and they were traveling all over the world. And I was I went into her office and I was like, listen, I know how much money you make and I know that you don't make enough money to be taking the trip. like how are you affording these vacations? And so she told me about travel hacking and I was immediately super skeptical because she started talking about, okay, well you have to open credit cards and you have and so I was thinking, that's going to ruin my credit score. You know, all the things that people come to us now and say, like, I'm nervous that it's going to ruin my credit score. I don't think I'm going to be able to be approved for that many credit cards. How do you stay organized? All those thoughts were running through my head. And so she sent me a few resources at the time. Social media wasn't really a thing. It was mostly all just on blogs. And so she sent me some blogs and she was like, check these out see what you think. And the thing is like, I was skeptical, but I trusted her. Mm -hmm. I was thinking she's not going, you know, she's a smart woman. She's not going to be telling me to get into something that's shady or illegal or anything like that. And so I started just reading and I started really slow. And I think that that's what we recommend for people. We're at a place where we've been doing this for a really long time now. And so maybe we are comfortable taking a little bit more risks, opening more cards than maybe some people are comfortable with, but we didn't start that way. You know, we started with, I opened a credit card with a pretty low minimum spend. I think it was around 500, you know, I had to spend $500 in three months to earn my welcome Mm -hmm. offer. I did that. I got my points and I was like, okay, that wasn't that bad. Maybe I'll try to do it again. And a few months later, I opened another card I told my husband about this. He was even more skeptical than I was, but I said, listen, I want to travel. You could, you're either in or I'm traveling without you because <laughs> like, this is how we have to like, unless we're both going to suddenly start making a bunch more money, mm. this is our only option. And so he reluctantly agreed to start opening cards also. Mm. If you have, we call that a player too. It doesn't have to be a spouse. It can be a partner. It can be a parent, a sibling, just anyone you want to travel with. But having someone that you can refer credit cards to really helps because you earn referral points for a lot of the cards. And so you can double the amount of points you get. You can really earn a lot more points that way. And so, yeah, I just started really slow and made sure I had all the basics down. I did a ton of research. And yeah, this the more I did it, the more comfortable I felt with it. And then just kept going after that. I love it. Okay. So you
1: mentioned that you were really skeptical. You're worried about how this would impact your finances. Can you even take out that many cards? And you talked about how a lot of people are really concerned. Alex, I want you to tell us what are some of the myths, some of the myths of travel hacking? Because when I first got started, I very much felt like, is this allowed or is what what's the catch, right? That's how I felt. So what are some of the common myths that you see people that are new to travel hacking are feeling or scared of that might almost be holding them back from ultimately like taking free trips with their family? Yeah, there
0: is definitely some myths out there. And I would say the biggest one is people are so worried that it's gonna destroy their credit score. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest concern too. So before I even opened my first card, I figured out, okay, what impacts my credit score? What is it all made up of? What, what even is a credit score? First of all, I feel like you you hear it talked about a lot and you know it's important but you don't really even know what it means or what it does. So I had to research and kind of educate educate myself of what a credit score is, how, why I need a good one and all of that. And as I did that research, I learned that opening credit cards isn't going to destroy your credit. And all three of us have seen our credit scores have actually gone up since we've started travel hacking. So when you apply for a credit card, you're going to have a little ding on your credit report from from that inquiry. But there's a lot of benefits that come with opening credit cards that make up for that small drop in your score. So as long as you're paying off your card each month on time and in full and you're not carrying these high balances on your cards, then you should see kind of what we saw and your credit score should actually increase. So I would say that's by far the biggest myth that we see in the biggest reluctancy that people tend to have with getting into travel hacking.
1: Does anyone else have another myth that they can think of? Because I I agree with you. I saw that same situation with me and my credit score increasing and it's higher than ever. So Pam, what do you say? What myth do you know about when it comes to that?
3: Well, I think one of the myths when you get into travel hacking is that you open up one card, you put all your spending on that card and you're going to be able to continue to travel for forever. And so we get people that open up one card and they go on that first trip and they go, well, now I hardly have any points and I'm having a really hard time earning more points. It's so slow. And so the idea behind travel hacking is that yes you earn points through travel and through the card, continuing to use it but it's through those welcome offers that banks give you for opening up their card i mean banks want us to try them out and so they're willing to offer you fifty thousand a hundred thousand points or miles to put so much spending on their card And so that's the way that we're able to continue to travel is that we open up a card, we meet the minimum spend, and then we open up another card or refer our spouse to it so that they get the the bonus again. And it's through opening up multiple cards and, and slowly again at first. I'm a little OCD. Alex can attest that I went full in. So I probably my first year had way more cards open than most people. But for most people, it's just opening up a couple cards a year, two to four cards between the spouses, and then using those welcome offers for your trip. So if you think that you can travel hack with just one card and that's it, that's a huge myth.
1: I completely agree. Today's episode is brought to you by my budget to build wealth. Here's the truth. I do not believe, actually I refuse to believe that wealth is just for the rich. I believe that wealth can be built on a budget without sacrificing what you love to spend money on. I fully believe that budgeting is the quickest, most effective way for you to reach your money goals. So whether your goal is to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay off those student loans that have been hanging over your head, or find room in your budget every single month so that way you can start investing for your future, you're going to need a guide, a plan to get yourself there, which is exactly what I'm sharing in my free training, Budget to Build Wealth. In this training, I'm gonna be sharing three massive mistakes that people make with their budget and their financial plan so that way you can avoid them. I'm gonna be sharing with you the secret to freeing up more money in your budget each month so that way you can send extra money to your goals. And I'm going to be sharing with you my tried and true four-step framework to budgeting your way to wealth without giving up what you love. Plus, there is a very special free gift for anyone who stays until the end. You can sign up by going to inspiredbudget.com slash class or just click the link in my show notes. You'll be able to choose a time that works for your schedule, and I'll see you there. My first, I guess, dipping my toe in the water of travel hacking was the Southwest Companion Pass. And we did that for a year. And once once our Companion Pass was over, I was like okay, I'm all in, let's do this. What What's next? What's next with this? And it can be, I don't wanna say addicting because I wouldn't say that like I'm addicted to travel hacking or anything like that. But I do think as, and I wouldn't be doing my due diligence as a podcast host for Inspired Budget Podcast to talk about the, I guess the risks of not having discipline with credit cards because a lot of people do have high credit card debt. And we all know that those, the interest rate is just ridiculous. So what do you recommend to the people that you work with in terms of kind of finding a balance between using travel hacking to help you reach your goals and do things versus not using travel hacking in terms of like racking up debt?
0: Well, I think one of the first things is if someone sends me a DM or sends us a DM and they ask, what's the interest rate? Or can you send me, give me some information about a card with this interest rate? I flat out, it's if you want to travel hack and you're wondering about interest rates, you shouldn't be travel hacking. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, the interest rates on these cards are very, very high. And so I actually have never even really paid attention to what the interest rates are because
1: I know I'm going to pay my card off in full each month. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about that. How do you know, just you've worked with how many, like hundreds, thousands of people to help them figure out is travel hacking for me? What are like some sets you give them? Like travel hacking is for you if, or it's not for you if this, or maybe not now.
2: I would say definitely the ability to, like Alex said, pay off your card on time and in full each month. That is the biggest one. I tell people, if you cannot pay off your card every month in time and on full, don't do this it's not it's not the right time maybe not never but just not right now because if you're paying interest on your credit cards then you're not traveling for free you know you're mm-hmm. you're paying for it in the form of interest and so that is the biggest thing we tell people also typically we recommend someone have at least a 700 credit score to be able to get approved for these travel rewards cards that we recommend There are so many credit cards and a lot of people come to us and they say, oh, I'm interested in getting a cash back card. Why should I get a travel rewards card instead? And the answer is that A lot of times you get way more value redeeming Mm -hmm. your points and miles for travel. There's often much higher welcome offers on the travel rewards cards than on cashback cards. So, those are just a couple of things to consider. Mm -hmm. The third thing would be can you meet the minimum spend on the card that you're applying for? So, what we like to tell people when they're first starting out is you're basically treating your credit card like a debit card. You are charging all of your everyday expenses. You're charging your groceries, your gas, dining out, medical expenses. You know, if your daycare takes a credit card, that's an amazing way to hit a minimum spend. And so you want to make sure that you can hit that minimum spend. Most minimum spends are around $4,000 in three months. So you're looking at about $1,300 of expenses per month. Can you hit that? With prices the way they are these days, I find it very easy to hit my minimum spend, especially if you have family. I know Alex has four young boys. They can probably hit a minimum spend just with their grocery bill. They don't even need.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, uh, groceries right there. Done.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And so it's really just a matter of doing the math and thinking, can I hit this minimum spend? A lot of times there are certain times of the year where people might have higher expenses than normal. The end of the year tends to be the time that I spend the most money with things like Black Friday, shopping for the holidays, our HOA fees are due, then, you know, tax bills are due. And so you can also get strategic and plan like, okay, I know I'm going to have a lot of expenses in the next three-month period. Maybe I'll apply for a card that has a higher minimum spend that I couldn't normally meet, but I can now because I know I'm going to have all these expenses coming up. And we set ours, we set our credit cards to auto pay, just pay off the statement balance every month. Some people find it more helpful, especially when they're starting out to pay off their card more frequently than that. You know, maybe instead of paying off your card once a month, it helps you to pay it off once a week. That's fine. The bank the bank isn't going to tell you that you cannot pay your card once a week. And so that's another strategy that sometimes helps people when they're just starting out get a little bit more comfortable you know, moving all of their charges over to a credit card rather than a debit card or paying cash. Mm
1: -hmm. I love that tip. I've actually known people that I have a friend who travel hacks and he has a lot of cards and he pays his card off every single day. It's just like, just like he brushes his teeth, just like he takes a shower. He pays his card off. It's just so habitual. And he's like, I just need that money out of my checking account. And it's like, it's okay. He figured out what works for him. Right.
0: Well, and he's probably not going to get into credit card debt because he's staying on top of it. And so, if someone struggles
1: with that, that's a really good way to make sure things don't get out of hand. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Okay. So, let's say that someone is like, I'm ready. I want to just dip my toe into this. I want you to really quickly, and Pam, you can do this, lay out just like the step by step basics for how this, like, travel comes out, like, where does it come from? I'm thinking of questions people might have, like, do I have to sign up for a card and go to a specific place? Like if I sign up for a timeshare presentation, I have to go to this specific place. That way people understand how you spend money to earn points and redeem those points.
3: Well, we suggest always that people start out small. We have a favorite card. We like cards that earn transferable this transferable currency. And that's a card that isn't a branded card. So it's not a card that say like a United card. You get that card. The only thing you can use it for is for United flights. So we like our transferable currency cards. I don't know if we can say what you- our favorite card is. You can. Okay. So, our favorite beginner card is the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Uh, The usual. Yes, it's a great card because it has great... You can use the points that you're going to get. The usual offer on it is that you're going to get 60,000 Chase Ultimate Rewards after spending $4,000 in three months. That's the usual, very standard offer for it. We love it because it's so beginner-friendly. It has great transfer partners. So once you have spent your amount... You're going to get those ultimate rewards. You can use them. You can go and you can use them in the portal, which is like Expedia, that you're not going to get the best value, but it's certainly possible. And you'll get 1.5 cents per point there. We like to transfer them to partners. That's where we get more bang for our buck. Some of our favorite partners with this card are Hyatt Hotels, amazing value there you can um, transfer it to Southwest Airlines. You can transfer it to United Airlines and then a lot of other partners. And so that's what we do. So we get a card, we meet our bonus, we capture that, and then we transfer it somewhere that we then use to book our, our flights or, or our hotels.
2: hmm And I think at the beginning, we do say that it's, Helpful maybe for newer people to have a destination in mind that can help sort of okay narrow down okay which cards might, you know, be beneficial for you to open. But we're definitely, like Pam said, fans of the transferable points just because they give you so many more options. You're not locked into one specific airline or one specific hotel chain. And then you can just keep opening cards that earn those same points. We actually have a like free guide to chase ultimate rewards points that lays out mm-hmm. all of the different cards that you can open that earn that currency. And so I think it's the best to open the flexible rewards cards unless you have a specific need for a certain airline or hotel card.
1: Yes, I have that card. My husband and I both have it. And I love that you can also combine points. So you can share points as well. And then I even have the Chase Unlimited business card. So I can spend money on my business and combine it all into one big pot. And I
0: think too, like starting off with one currency like that is gonna make it a lot less overwhelming than getting Chase Ultimate rewards and getting American Express membership rewards. Cause a lot of different banks have transferable currencies. They all have different transfer partners. But I think when you're just starting out, it's a really good idea to start with one of those, understand how that one program works, and it'll take a lot of the overwhelm out. And like we said, the Chase Ultimate Rewards program has a lot of the easier transfer partners that are going to work best for most people. And it just, yeah, I think it's the most
1: beginner-friendly program out there. It's like walking into a grocery store and saying, what am I going to make for dinner? You have so many options versus walking into a restaurant and you're only have this small menu of options, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This has been amazing. I love it. Now I want you to tell everyone where they can find you guys, how you help others, just especially moms start travel hacking and taking their trips on, taking their kids on trips. We
2: have- a ton of places that you can find us, actually. So I would say we're probably most active on Instagram. So it's just at Travel Hacking Mom. We have a website and a blog. Our blog has over 400 published posts with a ton of information. We have a podcast, The Travel Hacking Mom Show, which is great for people who are just starting out. It's very beginner friendly. You just make sure you start with the very first episode and we kind of just walk you through everything you need to know. We have a Facebook group that has almost 50,000 members where we give advice, other members give advice. It's very friendly and non judgmental, and anyone is welcome. And then we also have a masterclass, a free masterclass that you can find if you go to the link in our Instagram bio. We might be able to include it in the show notes, but It's a free 30-minute masterclass that you can register for, and we basically walk through our exact method Mm -hmm. for how to get started with this, how to start traveling nearly free, how we open cards, how we rack up the points through our everyday spend, how we redeem our points for maximum value. So it's a really great place to start. If you have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, it's a really great place to sort of start getting familiar with the concepts.
1: I love it. And I will link to that class down below because I know how wonderful it is whenever all of the information's in one spot, when someone's like, I'm ready to do this, I'm ready to learn who wants to like go and browse across a ton of articles and, (laughs) you know, piece it together. It's nice when it's all in one spot. Okay. So at the end of my episodes, I like to ask three questions to my guests. So each of you get a question. We'll start with you, Pam. Pam, what is one thing you're looking forward to? I'm always looking forward to my next vacation. <laughs> I, I'm i probably,
3: we have so much FOMO between the three of us. One of us plans a trip and the other one's like, planning a trip the next day or getting a new card because someone got a card, just got a new card today. And I go, Oh, I'm going to apply for that card. So 30 seconds ago before or 30 seconds before I got on here, I got that same card, but we are huge travelers and the ability of having points and miles and to be able to travel for pennies on the dollar makes it, so wonderful. And so that is always my, the thing I'm looking most forward to is the next vacation.
2: Which one is the one you're, which one of your like 12 trips are you looking forward to the most?
3: Oh, I don't even know. I'm going to, my husband and I are going to the Maldives and Singapore and Singapore has been on my bucket list for a long time. So I think I'm really looking forward to that one.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. Okay. Jess, what is one money mistake you've made that you would tell everybody to
2: avoid? Not travel hacking sooner (laughs) and spending so much money on travel. It's funny because so my husband and I got married in 2011. We went to London and Paris for our honeymoon. We flew economy, terrible flights, like Mm -hmm. a layover, like a, seven hour layover in Germany, finally get to Paris. We're in this hotel room that is literally the size of a closet. I have to like crawl over him to go to the bathroom. But I was just happy, you know, I had never been to Europe before. And so I was just happy to be there. We just went to Italy earlier this year. We flew in business class on the way there, first class on the way home. We stayed in luxury hotels in Lake Como, Florence and Venice, and we spent less money out of pocket than we did on our super budget honeymoon. Wow. <laughs> and so I kick myself all the time for not starting sooner, but it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And so I will not make that mistake again. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. Did you document that trip somewhere? I did. We have a podcast episode about it. And we have blog posts about it. And I'm sure we have reels on Instagram about it. So no shortage of information about that trip.
1: I love it. Okay. So Alex, the last one is for you. It's actually not a question. Just finish this sentence. My favorite thing I've ever spent money on is. Massages. Oh, that, that was
0: quick. You knew. (laughs) <laughs> well, I was thinking about it cuz that's something we do when we go on trips is we mm-hmm. always book ourselves massages. And when you're when you're not paying for your flights and hotel, you can budget in the massage mm-hmm. and so that is
1: something that's very important to all three of us. I love it. Oh my gosh, this has been so great and helpful and I will link to your website, your podcast and your class, your travel class down below in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you for Thank having you us. Thank you.
1: I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you are walking away inspired to figure out how you can travel for nearly free. As always, if you're enjoying the episode, please leave a rating or review. It means the world to me. Bye.